Hey, this is Cassandra with Grow. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please head on over to Amazon, Kindle, and grab my book, Grow, by Cassandra Brewington. My last episode was super emotional. I was on an online interview without a charger for my laptop. As my charger was dying, I started to contemplate and think about... um, Not even contemplate. I just started to think about how... I'm single and no one could go plug my charger in for me and no one could cover me and make me look good on this interview if my laptop died in the middle of it. Did I say phone interview? Okay. It wasn't a phone interview. It was an online interview. If I said phone, that was inaccurate. And it just brought me to a point of reflection um, over the past five years. I'm single. I'm totally single. Not only am I single, I check the single box on all paperwork usually because I'm like, it's not your business that I'm divorced Um, because I know that divorce still carries a negative stigma and I even deal with that, Um, the realization. Even if I have come to terms with it, it's not something that I'm always so eager and willing to share with others because I know the perception of divorce It's not always a positive one, especially if you haven't been through one. So today I'm going to read another excerpt from my book, Grow, by Cassandra Brewington. And this chapter is called Let It Go. And I think it's so important and so um, freeing when we learn that we have the ability to really let things go, to get over stuff, to move through it. And it doesn't mean that we suppress the feelings or the emotions that are attached to them, but there really is something um, to be said about moving to the next step in a healing process or in forgiveness or just in grace in growing up. So this chapter really was about some of the dynamics in my family. I mentioned that I'm the free spirit. I'm the... Um, adventurer. I'm the one who's picked up my life and moved out of state and now out of country. And, you know, my family might feel some kind of way about that. I'm definitely not running away from them. We are just different. I'm, I'm the different one in my family. I travel um, more. I'm more filled up by travel. They're filled up by other things. And so marriage and divorce and living in different cities and now moving abroad has definitely had an impact on my relationships with my family. And I just needed to let it go. I needed to move through and communicate and talk about this chapter of my life and then close it and decide to start anew and just realize that just because they're my family does not mean they um understand me completely or have to agree with every decision that I make just like they make decisions um and that does not discredit the love that we have for one another or the support that we give to one another so I'm going to find the perfect place to read because it talks about my relationship with my sister my relationship with my parents Um, hmm. 
I wish I could could be simple and just say my family doesn't get me or that I can complain about how they don't accept my flaws and how they are controlling and it is driving me crazy. But that's so far from the truth. They love me, most importantly. And secondly, they know me. To know me is to love me, I think. They understand that deep down at my core, I cannot settle for things that fill most people up. A husband didn't complete me. A move and my dream job didn't bring me joy. Instead, those things stirred up my depression. And my social life has exhausted me at times. These temporal, tangible, tasty treasures cannot fill me. I have to be filled on the inside. God completes me. Time alone and in his presence brings me life and joy and energy. Service to myself first draws out hope and inspires me to be authentic and open and to share and connect. I cannot settle for safe or stable or comfort. So I left. Since my first draft of this book, I've sold my couches. I've given away other furniture to friends for gas money and meals. (laughs) I sound like a hippie. And I donated most everything else. I kept my Denzel movies. I love Denzel Washington. They're stashed at a trusted friend's house. And actually, I don't know if she's a trusted friend. Like, we're we're cool. We're friends. We haven't talked in a while, so I need to check on my movies. I should have brought them with me. I had to tell my family the news about my move in stages. I anticipated their reaction. And I'm talking about my move to where I now live, Costa Rica. My niece would be excited for me. She's probably the closest to my heart in terms of understanding that her auntie is crazy and will live life fully and by any means necessary. I told her last because I knew that would be an easy conversation and a fun and exciting one. She'd be happy for me. I wanted to save it for the last conversation. When I spoke to my parents, my dad was quiet on the phone after I shared my final decision. My mom said she couldn't argue with what I felt God had led me to do concerning my move. And my mama told me, we've given you back to God several times in the last time for good. (laughs) And I laughed because I knew exactly what she meant. My parents are not about to stress over my life decisions any more than is reasonable for parents. They will pray, support, visit me whenever I choose to go. Wherever I choose to go. Um, And no matter what I choose to do. When I got married. When I moved to Houston. When I stayed at the church job too long. When I got a new job. And when I left within two months. And got a new, new job. They most likely decided each time to give me to God. So they could sleep at night and eat properly. So they could run a business and have peace in their home. And so that they could love me fully and unconditionally. Not love only the decisions and the expected life moves. They cover and love me abundantly. They decided to give me back to God, and I'm totally fine with that. Let my daddy handle me, the capital D daddy, God, Father, the one in heaven. I knew everyone would be... I knew everyone would handle the news better than Erica. (laughs) So she is my family member that I chose to tell last. My sister and I are 11 years apart. Really, in the world we live in, she could be my mother. And 
she's aware of that. She embraces her role as second mama in a nurturing and in a good way. Yet sometimes it comes across in a you are my child type of way. But it's been a while since it's come across that way. But it's been a while since we've been together. Face to face. (laughs) Uh, She forgets that we're friends and I pay bills and I'm an adult and I got this, boo. That could be because I complained to her, I vent to her, I've cried to her concerning the pain of my progress. I remember she told me what um, what felt like suck it up. You can't keep a man who doesn't want to be kept. When I told her about my husband leaving me in a conversation, Google chat. And guys, that kind of still stings. Like, well, if he's going to leave, you know, you can't keep him. I'm like, what? The Girl, this is not my boyfriend. I'm married. Like, give me more than that. (laughs) I knew her statement came from a place of love, concern, and protection. It was from a desire for me to stand strong and to keep living. I knew that because my mom had given me almost identical, an identical pep talk when I told her about my relationship with my husband. I'm like, he's not going to church. I don't know if he's like believing in and God anymore, where his relationship stands. I don't want to push him over the edge. I mean, my mom gave me a pep talk too. Um, But this still hurt from my sister. What hurt was not what she said, but the piercing reality of the truth. Like, I can't keep him. He ain't, he ain't finna just be kept. He doesn't want to be kept. Seasons would pass before I could embrace that I am stronger and freer having someone who wanted to be gone release himself but at the time I was not wanting to be strong yet I was wanting to be in my feelings I was wanting to be a wife who was about to be left I was wanting to cry and to feel abandoned like I was wanting to take care of myself my emotions my needs and I was not prepared to be strong because I was in it In that moment I needed to be free to hold on to my hope that maybe his heart would change and that then God would perform a miracle in our marriage. When I told my sister I was leaving to live abroad, I had an idea of how the conversation might go. My sister has a unique and yet predictable way of responding. Over Facebook, no, 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 over FaceTime, I confessed my decision, one I had held on to for weeks. Even the phone interview was supposed to be a secret, but when you're with your niece and her dad and they go shopping together for hours and the family meets up at the mall and I'm sitting on the floor at the entrance of Dillard's on the phone interview, I mean, it's safe to say that the secret is out because everybody's like, what is she doing? So my mom, my dad, and my sister found out that I was entertaining the idea of a job abroad because I don't know how to keep my phone charged. 